are Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles. We've recovered from our hangovers from last week's one-year anniversary show and are back in the studio and better than ever. Normally, the next Guys in Short's 30 minutes would be filled with updates on all your favorite L.A. teams. Well, I'm going to channel my inner hate couch and be upfront with you. Your favorite L.A. teams suck. The Lakers are on a four-game skid with the third-worst record in the NBA. Hey, we got Corey Brewer, though. <laughs> like, like you said, we suck. <laughs> the Clippers dropped two big games this past week to Golden State and San Antonio. The Dodgers and Angels both started their preseasons, but my good friend Victor Costello will be the first one to tell you that preseason means nothing, even though the Angels are 4-0. That's why it means exactly. nothing. <laughs> I, I, you just proved my point. I'm just saying, if the season ended today, we'd be undefeated. The season, <laughs> the season ended today, it wouldn't have started. Yet. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but still. <laughs> the Kings, well, you know what to do for the Kings. You go to the Guys in Shorts Kings show. That leaves us with one L.A. team to discuss. And to discuss it, we have a very special guest in studio. But before we get there, let's welcome everybody, shall we? I am Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. Come on, lads. Put on your boots. We're going to the pitch to play some football. Oh, and Darren Besa. Happy Fact Tuesday, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Benjamin Garcia. whoop de whoop And Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. That's what we call a tease, ladies and gentlemen. We know what that means. Today, we're talking about a team that usually flies under the radar. They're relegated to the end of the show, and everyone has stopped paying attention. A team that you probably didn't even know is starting its 2017 campaign with a home opener this weekend. A team in a sport that even hockey players say, wow, ESPN should give them more attention. And contrary to what Ben will tell you, they deserve our attention. I am, of course, talking about our Los Angeles Galaxy. That's right. This is our 2017 LA Galaxy Copa Spectacularia. (laughs) Oh, wow. I love the name. (laughs) You thought this through. Well done. I knew you'd like that. That was for you, Hammer. (laughs) Thank you. This week, we are convincing all you listeners out there why soccer is not just for seven-year-olds anymore. And that's a tall order, so to do it, we've brought in the big gun. Joining us today, from the corner of the Galaxy podcast, Galaxy Wonder Kid, Josh Guessman. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome in studio. This is actually your second appearance on the show, but first time in studio. Well, I heard you guys like to drink and have fun, so. Oh, yeah. 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 In and studio is the place bit. to be. Yeah, that's just right. a little bit. Definitely the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be drinking alone, and we know there's problems associated with that. So. Right, right. <clears throat> well, I know you're crazy busy with the start of the, the season, so it's awesome that you took the time to, to come down. Anytime. Glad to do it. Had a little yeah. hole in the schedule, perfectly yeah. filled, so uh, nice. we're ready to go. Galaxy kickoff great. on Saturday. Yeah, good. Your uh, your beer and whiskey are you're doing okay? All set. Thank you. All right, you. then I suppose let's talk some Let's talk some let's Galaxy. Some let's do this. To start the show. Is wow. this a first? This, Eric, this Eric is, is so first. excited, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> so now yeah. All right. Ben, ben is really excited. Wake up. Ben. Wake up. So now for those of you listening who don't like soccer, don't have a care in the world for the LA Galaxy, don't skip to the last episode or the next episode or whatever. Give this episode a chance because this is our sales pitch to you, the fan who, the sports fan that doesn't particularly care about soccer. The Ben Garcias, if you will, of the world. Keep an open mind. Let me correct you. (laughs) Said Ben never, ever once. Keep an open mind. (laughs) I think you meant the sports fan who doesn't like soccer yet. 
Right. Yeah, there that's you where go. you were going with it. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, we went to a game last season. It wasn't. Wasn't the greatest game, Ben? Uh, I, I apologize. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what You're speaking on behalf of the galaxy yeah, today. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, you know, there there were some games last season that if it was your first game ever, there's no way you're ever coming back. Yeah, and, and even in the press box, we felt that way. Um, we were talking before we even started recording that. There were some games where we had more fun in the press box talking to each other, which never happens. The press box <laughs> is about professionals working, yeah. and there'll be the odd joke, and you have some fun and that type of thing, but um, it's all focused on the action. Right. But there were some games last year where it almost put us to sleep, and so we just oh, kept wow. talking to each other in the press box, and what's happening? Nothing. My Twitter <laughs> updates would just be blank for 20 minutes, and yeah. that was sort of indicative of the yeah. 2016 LA but Galaxy. But that was last season, yes. and this season's totally different. Totally. Yeah. That's right. Well, 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 Oh, have, wait, I have an update. So, Josh, the last time we spoke, I told you I'd never seen a goal live, right? Either in person or on TV. Well, we just happened to be getting getting together for one of the podcasts about two, three weeks ago, the preseason game and, against Tijuana, yes. and they had the game on in the background, and yes. I actually saw two goals within a matter of like yeah. ninety. Ben seconds. almost passed out. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a lucky charm. For those like two minutes, I was like, yeah, "This is somewhat exciting," you know. And then we were for the all next, happy to be there when you popped your cherry. For the next thirty hours, there was no other action. So you know, you, you know, there's some people who who if if you when you really start to understand soccer, and I get it. Whenever you first start watching, uh, it can be boring. And and there were certainly games last year that would put you to sleep. And there's no offense. I mean, there was a game last year the Galaxy didn't have a shot on goal. The entire the 90 entire minutes game. at home, which was one of the first yeah. times that had happened in years. And, you know, everybody was sort of talking about that. But when soccer is played correctly, not saying that is always the case in Major League Soccer, it's still a young league. But when it is played correctly, uh, people liken it to sex. There's a slow build up. There's okay. a there's a tease. You get close, you're not quite there. Not when and, I do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Obviously this takes ninety minutes, which is way longer yeah. than I think most yeah. of us yeah. would, would consider sex to be in seconds. Yeah. But hundred meter relay guy, yeah. The faster the better. Sometimes that's okay. It's soccer too, all right. But but you know, then there's the final relief when your team scores, and and, and there's that build up, and, and there is something to that. And I think if you watch soccer enough, you can understand that. I think you also have to have a vested interest yes. in order for that to be the case too. So you know, that that's you actually bring up a good point. So like in a basketball game or a baseball game, how many times during the game do you stand up and cheer because something happened? You don't stand up every time a basket scored. Or, I mean, it's yeah, that's a true. good play, and and maybe that's not even once a game, but you think about in a soccer game you stand up and cheer yeah. <laughs> when a goal is scored because it's so rare yeah right. it is yeah. And, and there's something to that 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 it's so hard to do and you know people always want to blame defenses for goals and you know you never and then they want to give credit to the offense it's like listen every goal happens because of a defensive breakdown it's a lot like that in football or hockey as well it's like a goal is scored because something happens sure. um, that's usually bad or you can give credit to the positive side so I mean there's a lot of uh, Kevin Baxter who's who's my new co-host writes for the LA Times is covering the LA Kings a lot right now and so he's actually up in Calgary as the Kings I think just lost tonight so sorry they about did. that yeah, yeah. in overtime again yeah, yeah. So he he was up there, but um, you know he he's one of those guys who whenever you look at 
um, you know, soccer and, and sort of what happens. He says, you know, you look at soccer, you look at hockey, there's so many similarities. Mm-hmm. And for there a guy really who's is. covered so many different sports, I can see that, you know, soccer really is sort of without the ice skates and a whole bunch more guys, without the boards, without the hitting. I understand. It's still physical. <laughs> there's some diving. Come on, physical. <laughs> you guys <laughs> fall down with a flight. <laughs> that is absolutely true. It's one of the things. And I think from the American perspective, yes. no, Ben, you're right. From We've the American perspective, it drives us crazy. Yeah. Americans hate that. Now, the Italians think it's like they, it's, it's part of art. the game. It's, yeah, an it's, art it's, form. it's an art form. Yeah. So, true. which you can understand too. I mean, if you can trick the referee into giving you something that you yeah. didn't earn, I mean, you're helping your team win. Goals are so limited you, you in soccer. You do whatever you can to draw that foul. Anything that gets yeah. the ball into the goal. Now, it still drives me crazy. And <laughs> right. you see guys fall down. You know, Nigel DeYoung was on the LA Galaxy last year, which is probably one of the most notorious games in soccer worldwide. That's not just in here in the United States. Nigel DeYoung made his uh, name whenever, he, <laughs> in the World yeah. Cup, right? He's famous yeah. for right. karate kicking someone in the chest. Yeah, I think, oh, it, was, I think it was Xavi uh, Alonso. Yeah, it was think, in a yeah. World Cup final against Spain. <laughs> Did he actually make contact or was <laughs> oh, it? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, he caught chest, center of the chest, Cleats dead on, and I I believe he didn't. Did he get a yellow? Okay, he got a yellow. I almost wanted to say he didn't get a a card, but yeah, he did get a yellow. But it was if there was ever a clearer red, Red it is it is a guy's foot in your chest. And Nigel Nigel DeYoung also famously broke Stu Holden's leg. Stu Holden was a U.S. international. Um, Basically, never really came back from that either. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's a guy who plays soccer. Quite honestly, physically, (laughs) but I I sat down. I I even sat down and had a one-on-one conversation with him. And my takeaway from that is that you couldn't have met a nicer guy. Like this is guy who's played in World Cups. Like the experience was there. Nigel Young was amazing guy. And I would people were like, yeah, but you know he kills people. Like he's really physical. (laughs) And I'm like, like, yeah, 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 but he could watch my son. I would let him watch my son. (laughs) No problems. He could watch my son. Just one rule for Nigel: no soccer. Yeah, because there's something, something switches. Yeah. yeah, yeah the fold cleat, his legs. When the yeah. cleat marks on your son, yeah, yeah. that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, that was, Nigel, Uncle Nigel, no soccer. That was that was the uh, only rule. But I no, it. I mean, there's physicality yeah. in it, and it's like anything. Um, you know, I grew up a baseball player, so that's what I was. I was a varsity baseball player. You know, three years, Letterman played second base, um, played soccer too, but wasn't that wasn't my sport. Yeah, um, I can watch baseball, and you see the intricacies involved. Yes. And mm-hmm. there's, I mean. If anybody says soccer's slow, yes, it is. <laughs> and having played baseball, I can tell you watching baseball slow, <laughs> oh, slow, yes. so much slower. But if you know what to look for, you can see the intricacies. It's the same thing in soccer. Whenever you understand that, unlike football, there's no real starting positions. I mean, there's 11 guys on the field, and they're going to tell you that they're lining up in you know, a 4-4-2 formation. Things change so rapidly, and I actually have a, 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 a sort of a saying. There's so many different formations. I mean, you can quote any formation yeah. you want. Yeah. They're all 4-4-2, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it just matters what they guy moves forward and yeah. which guy moves Pretty back much. and that type of thing. And whenever you understand that and you know, and then teach yourself the offside rule, you're, you're yeah. set. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about soccer and, and soccer in the U.S. particularly and kind of the state of the MLS. I know— Hammer has mentioned it before that the MLS or MLS. MLS, no the. Yes, no, no the. the. I got yeah. in trouble for that. Yeah. Not <laughs> the Major League Baseball, right? That's it's MLB. Right. Not, That's right. Well, the it's the NBA. Ohio State University. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's one of those weird yes. fan yeah. girl, fan guy things. Yeah. You're not allowed to say that. Right. And so, you hop on the so five to get MLS, this. MLS is not as respected in other countries and whatnot. Let's talk about the current state of MLS. What we 22 teams. 
Yes. So, uh, yeah. yeah, two expansion teams. So who do we have? We have... Uh, There's Minnesota United FC and Atlanta United. They're joining in this season. So we're talking about the state of Major League Soccer right now. That's an exciting time because it's expansion time. So the fact that the league is growing. The league started in 1996. So when you think about the soccer powerhouses in the world, your, you know, Barcelona's, your Real Madrid's, your Manchester United, these are clubs that have been around, you know, for over a hundred years. So there's no, you know, they've had a, they have a 80 year, hundred year head start on us to get their leagues up and running and developing and getting their club culture set up. So the, the, our league, our domestic league is still very young when you look at the world's perspective and everyone's heard that uh, explanation over and over again. But now the fact that the league is big enough to be expanding and the fact that these expansion teams, in my opinion, Atlanta has put together a really nice expansion team. So when you look at a fact that a new team is able to come in and they look at least on paper, like they're going to be able to compete. I think that's an exciting thing for the league. Well, everyone can compete when it's one, one. <laughs> you, you would think that yeah. just, just the points don't fall the way. I mean, you look at the galaxy, the galaxy had, like 15 yeah. draws last yeah, I don't remember it what it was. Crazy. It was 15 insane. draws. It seemed like every, it was week. every week. I drove these guys crazy talking about ties. <laughs> they they yeah. drew again. I mean, it's, it, and, it is, and it is what it was. That team on paper should have won MLS Cup last year. Yes. They had unbelievable talent. Could not put it together to save their life. Couldn't stay healthy. We had a funny saying in <laughs> yeah. the press box. I said about the Angels. When they get the healthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never well, healthy. And Yeah, and it happens across like all sports, but you, you look at that and we had a funny, in the press box we would always say, wait till this team gets healthy. And it started to be a joke because the Amen, team was brother. never healthy, right? That's never how it works. And if you can't put that together, you can't have a successful team. And ultimately, you look at the team that is here 2017 for the Galaxy, completely different. It is oh, yeah. 100% different. So I have a question. Hammer, you've kind of mentioned about, or in the past, where as as the LMLS gets better, that the U.S. Just national MLS, team... But go ahead. The MLS gets better. <laughs> I love it. He's defiant. I love it. No, I'm not going to listen to it. I heard what he said. I'm not going to listen. But as as the MLS <laughs> gets Let him better, finish. is this going to be a good thing for us the national team? Because what I see and what you kind of talk about is that you guys are poaching European players. And so if you're poaching European players, you're not really developing the talent here. So is the MLS, is the direction of the MLS to, to really build soccer in the United States, or is it to just continue to take the people from Europe? In, in my mind, the end goal is to develop homegrown talent and to have that feed into your national team system. Right now, the way the system is, and because our league is young, and I think I've mentioned this before, you want your young talent overseas in Europe to develop because that's where you're going to develop as, as a young player now. Now, there's a lot of young talent um, coming up in the MLS. So there's not to say that that's not possible right now, but right now I just think in the past there's been, you know, poaching the European players, the big names. And when you talk about the state of MLS, I think right now you're seeing a lot of teams that is done. You're not seeing the big flashy, you know, let's sell jerseys signings anymore. You're, you're seeing a little bit of a, a smarter, they're trying to go after the kind of the younger players with maybe more talent, but maybe they're not as well known. So that's kind of the direction the league is going. But the end goal is to get um, our young talent to become in the American League to go feed into the the United States national team. Do you feel the same way, Josh? Or uh, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, Kevin Baxter, again, co-host and writes for LA Times. He wrote an excellent article about. Um, sort of the shallow pool of U.S. players in Major League Soccer and for the U.S. Men's National Team. And he's absolutely correct. And people want to argue, and people are very beholden to MLS, right? If you're yeah. an MLS 
fan, you're an MLS fanboy, yes. right? And so, like, every, they do everything perfectly. Nothing is wrong. Everything's perfect here. And and that's not true, and, and that's not how it is. And I even argued that it might not even be Major League Soccer's goal anymore to develop talent for the U.S. men's national team. That's not, if you look at the LA Galaxy, they're not worried about who they're going to be developing for the that's national team. True. They happen to have players who will be national team eligible, um, both for Mexico and the, and the United States. Um, but that's not their goal. Their goal is to win championships. And yes, they're bringing up younger talent. And especially this year, there's a bunch of guys who uh, from the USL. So we talk about the pyramid of soccer in the United States. Kind of not really a pyramid and kind of <laughs> totally royally screwed up. And you can thank U.S. soccer for that, by the way. There used to be three divisions of U.S. soccer, basically, in a certain order. And it was um, Major League Soccer's at the top. And then you would have the NASL, the North American Soccer League. And then you had the United Soccer League, which was the third tier. The USL did a really smart thing, which was partner with Major League Soccer. And they started to bring in these... Um, these, the reserve league in Major League Soccer was so horrible and they only played like eight or nine games. There was no development for the younger people. So they teamed up with USL and basically MLS teams are allowed to create USL teams. And so LA Galaxy created... So this is like their AAA. Yeah, yeah to, AAA. Imagine now, if the, your AAA affiliates had their own league where they played in... And so yeah. they, they were yeah. played each other. Well, they, they had it's, that. It's basically that. Um, and they came up with a really creative name for it, too. It's called LA Galaxy 2. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, but, but by the way, that is that is very European. Godfather 2 is one of the best movies well, of all time. So they, they have, <laughs> don't knock it. They have, they, it's very European to do that anyways. Uh, Barcelona, like A and B, and like, you know, the different types of things. So 2 We've is not necessarily. the names. They get really creative. <laughs> yeah, I know. Football it's, club. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota United. Yeah. Atlanta United. United. Yeah. DC United, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. By the way, there used to be a rule that no other teams could call themselves United besides DC United. Wow. And this year you have that. two teams that come in <laughs> oh, wow. that have oh, wow. United. That rule has gone by yeah. the wayside. So now there are three teams in Major League Soccer who have the United uh, moniker, right? Which is obviously, you know, Manchester United, which is sort of sure. what the first thing when you hear United, right, right. that's what you that's what you I probably think of the think. airlines. <laughs> Which is, is which that is what also Kim correct. Kardashian flew to. Uh, uh, good lord! They fly private. So let's get back to the expansion. We're expanding two teams this season. Yes, and then LA obviously is getting the LA FC, FC in 2018 next 2018. year. 2018. So next. Right. So there is an. Is there another expansion team also? I think there is. Um, I know there are a lot of teams that put in bids and okay. the MLS. Looks into the MLS. <laughs> yeah, and Ben's got you doing. <laughs> well, You're welcome. Ben. Don't attack, don't attack <laughs> me on Twitter. Um, so the the league is, I think they're accepting bids. So I don't know if they're going to bring in another le- team in because it's LAFC has been planning this for years. Right. Minnesota United and Atlanta United has been this has been in the works. So the fact that there's not something in the works, I don't think a team is going to come on come on the same year they do. But there are going to be more teams added in the future. I, I've heard the all the way up to 28. I think. Yeah, I think tw- 20, 28 20, or 30. Okay. Okay. Now this, we this also got told 22 was the top. Uh, so okay. like, right. so now now we're you know and twenty was yeah. the top and but, then twenty two. <laughs> soccer then, keeps growing. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. And, and there's teams right now. I mean, if especially with the reach you guys have, I mean, Sacramento, um, San Diego is huge right now. They lost the Chargers. Yeah, San Diego that was a good thing. Making for a huge that soccer was community. huge for soccer oh, well. community. Now you have to understand, San Diego already has a team. It's it's the Jolos right down in Tijuana, <laughs> and you can just walk right across. Did you say, did you say Cholos? The, the Jolos. He's very Jolos. careful when he says that. Jolos. Yeah. 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 The, the Jolos of Tijuana. 
short draw, huge yes. from San Diego. And LA. There's it, tons of people. Yeah, from and LA. LA. Yeah. They'll drive down and, and go to those games. I know a bunch of friends um, who have done that. And um, as soon as I can get like an entourage to go down there, with, <laughs> my Spanish is it. not very don't good. And I don't want to go down there without, <laughs> without having some, some backup. You can take um, Ben. <laughs> I'll wear my Malone jersey. <laughs> but but no, I mean the the San Diego is a real player in this right now, and that's huge for Major League Soccer. I mean, you could see California having five teams in Sacramento, mm-hmm. um, San Jose, L.A. Galaxy, LAFC, San Diego. You could have a California Cup all mm-hmm. to yourself right there. So that's the expansion that sort of St. Louis is in the running. Um, Miami FC, which is the David Beckham project, <laughs> is forever just like yeah. just yeah. out of reach. Yeah. They, they of said co- they were going to do that like three years ago. I think. Right. Right. Move too. Lots of things going on there. Yeah, and nobody ever sees anything. So and it, Jeff's it, home country, Canada, isn't Canada? I think Canada has a few teams. Right? They do. Uh, they yeah. do. Oh. Toronto, yeah, Montreal, yeah. Vancouver. It works like the NHL in that way, where our domestic league includes teams yeah. from Canada as okay. well. Yeah. Yeah. They, they play their soccer on the ice, though. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's, you would know. So that. let's talk about LAFC as okay. Galaxy homers. <laughs> how do we think LAFC affects Galaxy soccer? I to me. I don't think it's as big a deal as some people are playing it up to be. In my opinion, if you're in on the Galaxy, you are in on the Galaxy. I don't think there are a lot of people who are dipping their toes in the LA Galaxy water, even though that's the the premise of this episode. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, but, but shit on so it. I think that they're 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 if you're in the Galaxy, you're you're a committed Galaxy fan. If you are going to be an LAFC fan, to me, a lot of the people who I see wanting to support LAFC are people who are almost like anti-galaxy. It could be like they're, Chargers fans. Yes, well, well right? they're all Chivas yeah. USA yeah, fans. They are Chivas okay. USA okay, fans. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Chivas okay. USA obviously was a, a team that played in Los Angeles, played at StubHub Center, same place as the LA Galaxy. They were the tenants there, so yeah. they rented, basically. They drew about um, 10 people per game. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it was bad. They <laughs> had a good day. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the highlight usually of their pictures was of the tarps that were covering the seats <laughs> that they weren't going to use. It's yeah. like, oh, hey, you know, Don't StubHub think- already doesn't hold, it only holds like 20 5,000 people, so um, you don't need that many people, but Chivas USA was a failed idea that never really took off. You have LAFC now, and I'm, I'm going to disagree. I think LAFC is huge for Los Angeles. Uh, they have a downtown stadium. Uh, that's going to draw yeah. people regardless of who you are. I'm excited for the LAFC. Mm-hmm. Having covered the Galaxy since 2009, I can't wait to go to the stadium and yes. cover the LA Galaxy playing the LAFC. Huge deal. They have an unbelievable list of of the owners. owners it's yeah. like, there's sure. like 37 people there's who no are the owners of LAFC. I'm like, how does that board meeting go? Like, <laughs> you know, was one guy Farrell who, is on that list. Yeah. Yeah. Will Farrell, yeah. guys. Yeah. Magic yeah. Johnson's Magic on that Johnson, list. Yeah. Magic Johnson, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Mia Hamm, yeah. Nomar Garcia-Para. Yeah. There's so many. I Literally, Magic there's like 30. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. There's 36 <laughs> people. Um, so, that you know, they have the, the glitz and the glamour. And, you know, they got their their hats out to people. Yeah. and They're marketing it very well. Listen, the color scheme is... Top notch, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a cross between the Dodgers logo and the old Angels right. wing exactly. logo, lo- logo that they had whenever Disney owned the oh, Angels. Yeah, oh. that was the worst Angels. <laughs> yeah, but this one works. It's Does it's it? it's, it's okay. nice. I mean, it's like, like Art Deco. I think is the way they sold it. Okay, I, yeah. I, it's it's sexy. It's it's a color scheme that the Galaxy have used in an alternate jersey, and it was probably one of the most popular jerseys mm-hmm. that the LA Galaxy ever had. So it, it works. It's black and gold. Um, they're gonna pull people from LA Galaxy. There there are people who are gonna have. Tickets to LA Galaxy and LAFC. Which, I see that happening. Which, which I could see as well. Yeah, and uh, there was one good thing that came out of Chivas USA. Our own Ante Razov 
So they did something right. <laughs> That's He's not an LA coach, LA Galaxy coach. So yeah, Ante, you if you're listening, we love you. And I just want to, I just want to add on when when you were saying, is it going to affect the Galaxy? I think it's great for LA. To, uh, you know, I I still think you you'll have those people who have the tickets to both the both teams. Um, but you'll you're going to have a lot of people when when these teams from Europe come and teams from England come. They sell out the Rose Bowl. They sell out the Coliseum. Yeah. And the people who are going to support LFC are the people who go to those games. Yeah, I and, agree. And yeah. there's so I think they're going to pull a huge soccer crowd. So it's going to be great for the league and great for the city. But I think if you're a diehard Galaxy fan, you're invested in this twenty years, and I don't think you're you're gonna you're not going to leave the Galaxy. Yeah. You might be you, have dual citizenship. It, it's a, <laughs> this is a different Galaxy era. And yeah. that's as we start talking about the team that's actually going to play in 2017. Um, the Galaxy have routinely been the people linked with David Beckham. They're the people linked with Robbie Keane and Landon Donovan, and these are big names and they draw big crowds. And every time David Beckham passed the ball, you heard all the soccer moms <laughs> swoon, and probably me too. But however, however that happened, ben also. he's yeah. on the list. Yeah. He's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Justin Timberlake, yeah. they're on the list. <laughs> I mean, how could you, they not be? Right, right. exactly. But, yeah. but, underwear ads. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we're taking a turn here. <laughs> it's just being real. That's all. That's that's right. up to our guys in short stands. <laughs> no, no, we try. We try. We try. But but no, I mean that's what the Galaxy have known as. If you look at the current roster with the LA Galaxy right now, it is not that team. Mm-hmm. There are no big names. Um, Giovanni Dos Santos is a Mexican star. Um, he could be great this year. He could be a complete flop. He has a tendency of disappearing in games. So if you're trying to sell tickets and sell season tickets and sell jerseys behind Giovanni Dos Santos, it's a gamble. I can I can tell, and I think you guys will agree with all the glitz and the glamour. If the product on the field isn't what it is, this is L.A. And as a Rams fan, oh yeah, Darren, <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. what happens, right? what what happens when the product on the yeah. field is well, good? Yeah. Well, here, That's, this, here, this here's, is, always, here's always been the argument is that, and this has been the argument since day one. And maybe we, we talk about MLS and sort of now we've gone on to three different segments. We have MLS 1.0, which was starting the team, the league almost folds. I mean, ultimately you get enough teams to sort of survive, and then you go move on to David Beckham coming in with just MLS 2.0, which is sort of this revamped idea of what it means to you know be major league soccer and have these big European stars come over and they're filling seats and they're selling tickets and you know you got the Frank Lamparts and you know right. the, all these big names and now we're sort of in this new transition and mm-hmm. nobody really saw it coming but we're in MLS 3.0 now which is we're spending wisely we're bringing people in granted these may not have been the guys you were thinking of we're spending money on defense now MLS <laughs> I know, right? never used to so spend. True. It, it used yeah, to be it used yeah. to be one of those things where you you would say and even I I still have the rule you don't spend you know a ton of money on defense and the LA Galaxy have a player right now uh, yellow Van Dam who came from the Belgian League you've never heard of him mm-hmm. um, he looks like the scariest person you've ever seen <laughs> Mike McGee who uh, who retired after last year said he looks like this big donkey that was literally a quote <laughs> he looks like this big donkey yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, he goes, and then he's got this like cultured left foot and just this unbelievable soccer acumen. And he's yeah, the totally. funniest guy on the team too. He's always joking around. One of those guys. And and you sort of you're like, wow, where did this guy come from? And this used to be the guy. You won't don't sell tickets because people don't know right. who Yellow Van Dam is. Sure. Um, and so it's this new thing that's happening. And so the LA Galaxy that you see on the field, I could name off the list of players, and you, I guarantee you guys have never heard of any of them. <laughs> I mean, there's a French guy who came in from Marseille. His name is uh, is Roman Alessandrini, right? It, Italian last name. Right. French, French guy. French name before. Yep. Yeah, he came, he came in, right? Designated yeah. player. Um, but, and even my co-host, Jared Dubois, he was, uh, Jared was saying, he goes, 
it doesn't sound like an LA Galaxy DP right. signing. Oh, okay. Where's the excitement behind this guy? Where's mm-hmm. the where's the draw? Jared Dubois, however, I'd give that guy a contract. <laughs> that sounds like a soccer player. Science. I'd pay to watch him. He sounds Sexiest like a man I know. Player. He sounds like a hockey player. <laughs> ben, you're not asleep. <laughs> We've kept Ben awake well so far. Done. I am no. impressed. Hey, listen, you know, sometimes you want to hear the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, you know what? Let's take a quick break. We'll uh, re- refill. I feel like uh, we probably need some <laughs> yes. more drinks. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. for some more soccer talk right after this. You love guys in short sports. Sometimes yeah. you don't have to spit on it to get it in, you know? <laughs> and you love your LA King. We've gone on a 3-0 losing streak, getting bit Ouch. by the Coyotes, Panthers, Ducks. Oh, bad puns, yeah. really. That was for you, James. <laughs> Thanks. Now you get the best of both with the Guys in Shorts Kings show. I now have all-star blue balls now. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> you already jinxed the jinx. You can't do that shit. Uh, you blame Brexit. <laughs> Why'd they lose? Brexit. Brexit. We All fly right. at 11. <laughs> Search Guys in Shorts Kings show on iTunes or SoundCloud. We are back. Ah, and feeling good. We're here with Josh Gessman talking some galaxy soccer. Ah, good stuff. Always fun. I'll tell you what. So, for the galaxy game experience, let's talk about that. You you haven't been to a game. Tell us, uh, give us some tips, or even if you have been to a game, what should we do when we go to a game? Tailgate. Tailgate is oh, definitely the tailgate is great. We did it, that it, last it's season. It's very American, yes. but it is embraced in Carson. So it's one of those things. Cal State Dominguez Hills, there used to be this argument, by the way. Tailgating used to not be allowed at StubHub Center, which was always oh. kind of crazy because it was on the campus of Cal State Dominguez Hills. And they had rules that you couldn't have open alcohol and all these other things. So there was an and cold stadium. Yeah. It, no, <laughs> I mean, it, it was a big, long, drawn out thing. And one of the things that started basically, I think, like in 2009, whenever I started covering the galaxy, is that that was not happening and people were tailgating. But they weren't allowed to tailgate. Unofficial, sure. yeah. Yeah, it was like, you can right. do it, but yeah. you can't do it. And so that has progressed, and eventually they convinced, I guess, the fire marshal and Cal State Dominguez Hills to allow you to tailgate. And if you come to an LA Galaxy game, they will point you to the places that you can tailgate. The north side of the stadium is the best, lot 13, if you can get into it. Excellent. Arrive early, that's what I would say. They always sort of, uh, if you go on the LA Galaxy website, they will tell you when the two main lots open, which is the main gate, gate A, and then I think the gate E, perhaps, that gives you in lot 13 as well, but you can usually finagle your way if you're early into lot 13. That is the tailgating place. That's where Angel City Brigade tailgates at the north lawn just north of the stadium. You'll see a large grassy area, and if you take the northwest side of that, that's where Angel City Brigade tailgates, and then if you go on the other side of that lawn, it is LA Riot Squad, so you have the two main supporters groups uh, that tailgate there. Is there a rivalry amongst those groups? Where do the hot chicks hang out? (laughs) (laughs) All over. All over, Ben. All over. I'm there. Soccer women tend to be good looking. It's one of those things. So that's 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 okay. I'm listening. Yes, and Ben's awake. You're you're talking about (laughs) soccer bodies. The physique that takes soccer players are are very like lean, muscly guys, right? Cristiano Ronaldo is possibly one of the most. Ben knows all about that. Yeah, he's he's all about (laughs) yoked physique. And Eric knows all about Cristiano. Yeah, that's how I got Ben in. I just showed him pictures of Cristiano with his shirt off, right? Yeah. Are there any other pictures? I was going to say, does he have pictures without a a shirt? Yeah. But, But no, I mean, yes, there is a rival between those groups. They were created sort of differently. Um, Angel City Brigade, yeah, Angel City Brigade is sort of that. 
that very classic supporters group. So you're you're a member now. So if you're a member of the Angel City Brigade, you're able to stand with them. You have a ticket that says ACB. You can go be in that in that section, which is at the north side of the stadium, uh, right behind the goal. That's how you get an Angel City Brigade. It's very structured. But they're okay. the ones that chant like throughout the All whole day. game. Bo- both of these groups do that. Okay. okay. But and then you have the LA Riot Squad. LA Riot Squad was created on a bet from. Uh, LA Galaxy legend goalkeeper Kevin Hartman. Uh, El Gato. El Gato. Yes, very good. El Gato. El Gato Kevin Hartman, who's one of the nicest guys in the world, bet some guys that they couldn't put together a supporters group. And they bet him $100, basically, or a keg, I think, is what it actually ended up being. And that he would get beer for them if they could create a supporters group. LA Riot Squad is born. LA Riot Squad, the only sort of thing that you need for LA Riot Squad is to have a ticket and to go stand in their section. That's it. So there's not a lot of structure there. They gotcha. do have like sort of a membership that's a little bit more fluid that if you want to be part of like the voting group that, that elects people, you can do that. I would like to start my own supporter group. You can. Oh, we're gonna I mean, call we're I mean, gonna we're gonna we're call already them. bigger than the Galaxians. Dang it, <laughs> you took it! You took it! Dang it! Oh, I'm sorry, I shat all over your I was sorry. literally gonna say I'm gonna start a supporter group called the Galaxians. Josh and Eric will get it, but there, the, go ahead, Josh. There's they they have grown a little bit in numbers. Galaxians are the original yeah. supporter. They were at the Rose Bowl, yeah. the Galaxians. Yeah. Yeah. They still wear the old colors, which is sort of the green and yellow. Uh-huh. Um, Don't every soccer club wear green and yellow? No. No, that was that, <laughs> there's like Ben that's, Beckham. That's an Beckham, uninformed that's comment. That, 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 that's, <laughs> you retract that statement. That, that's, that's not how that works. But the Galaxians have grown a little bit in numbers. They're one of the originals. There's like up. 12 people or or 20. I don't want to di- yeah. I don't want to dismiss them. That's They're true. the originals. Yeah, I don't mean to. But they are to, yeah. the smallest group yeah. of the <laughs> right. three. They just have right. a terrible PR. Person. And to me, yeah. it's, right. to me, what stands out is because they're next to the ACB, which is larger than the Riot Squad. They well, take yeah. up a huge <laughs> So when you see this little group next to this gigantic group, it just—it's not a good look. Doesn't doesn't diminish their support or what? No, no, yeah. no, 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 not if at all. If you're a Galaxian, we love you. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh. <laughs> no, but, but they're the originals, and and so they're 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 respected within the supporter group culture. But the two yes. main ones are Angel City Brigade, which is the largest, and then you have LA Riot Squad. So those those are sort of the two. So if you want to go. If you want the full soccer experience, that is the way. Now, I will tell you, you better be in shape. Yeah. Because I have (laughs) cheered with both of those groups. Oh, wow. Especially on some away games whenever I need some protection. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yes. San Jose. I've been to a San Jose game. Have you really? Multiple San Jose. You're brave. Yeah. I I went up there. Actually, the game that Mike McGee played goalkeeper, which is lore among LA Galaxy. This is an outfield player. This is not a goalkeeper. Having to come in and play goalkeeper after one goalkeeper breaks his arm and the other one gets red carded. Mike McGee (laughs) held on to a shutout, made multiple saves for almost 60 minutes. It was unbelievable. And the LA Galaxy got a draw. This is one of those where the draw (laughs) is a win. win. (laughs) And it's something you can hold over your rivals forever because they still point to that. But anyway, I've been there. You better be in shape. 90 minutes of jumping up and down and singing. I you was gotta exhausted. be in shape to watch those guys. I don't even know. It's I, insane. It's why my it's my season stuff. seats are are not with those guys. <laughs> I am like, if I ever was gonna sit in the seat, which I don't, I don't think I've sat actually in the stands in the last maybe 
five years wow. realistically um, I'm in the press box most of the time yeah. but um, if I was going to I could not sit with it it's yeah. too much work okay so you're not in shape and right. you want to go to a Galaxy game <laughs> yes, I've what got it, you what's for you so to Hammer. me if, if you're going to a Galaxy game so of course tailgate that's step one before you get in the stadium and to me once you get in the stadium my suggestion whenever I have someone who I bring who's new to the game is to pick a player and focus on them and watch oh. one player kind of move around the field and that gives you an idea of you know what it takes to be a soccer player because if you follow the ball you you just just kind of ping-ponging around what's going on what am i looking for so i'm going to give ben credit here because when we went to the game who's who's, right he did stood out in your mind jossie's artist you know it was the hair big blonde (laughs) no it was because he was the most athletic person on the field he is absolutely athletic very true and and one of the things that i noticed was that he was and, and i made a comment back then which was that he was kind of a man amongst boys and that it was obvious to me that his skill, that his talent, that his ability, and that his size was better than everybody else. And so I figure I'm going to watch the best athlete on the field. And so I pretty much focused in on him. So I'm going to piggyback on ben that. Ben said, I think, because I can relate to being the best athlete. <laughs> <laughs> so, D-word? Who can't? <laughs> That's an underlying message right there. So if you don't know who Giassi Zardes is, he has a, a big blonde mohawk. And so he does stand out. So I say, let the hair be your guide. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, the, by the way, yeah. if, if you're doing that this season, I, Joao Pedro is the guy. Oh, that oh, is the hair oh, guy. Portuguese. He's yeah. He's got he's got a he's got a fro. He's got yeah, that that Portuguese fro. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing, but he's got a Portuguese fro. I can Hammer, confirm that that is a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> when I grow, it gets a little curly. Yes. Once yeah, it gets out yeah, there, it gets yeah. out there. And so Juan Pedro is definitely a, his. Yeah, definitely a guy who I'm gonna focus on watching, being Portuguese and not knowing much about him coming in. So and I'm, since Ronaldo isn't on the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not so yet. He's gonna be the guy I focus on. But here's my my advice. Maybe you're not a hair guy. Okay. Go for the bald guy. Oh. Go for Yellow Van Dyke. Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> Not only did I look at you, I pointed at you, too. <laughs> no, absolutely true, by the way. One of the most athletic yes. guys is he's a defender. To watch. He's a defender. He's a central defender. Not only is he a central defender, he breaks Josh's rule where you're not allowed to have a designated player be a defender, which designated players make technically the most money on the team. They're separate from the salary cap. The salary cap is $3.845 million. I think that just came out today. Um, and and Yellow Van Dam is a designated player. He's technically in the same level as David Beckham, although he's not making anywhere near the same amount of money. <laughs> but technically speaking, he's, he's exempt for the most part from the salary cap, and they have him in there. He was one of the most exciting offensive oh. players for the LA <laughs> Galaxy last year, which either tells you that Yellow Van Dam yeah. is just sort of this crazy guy who's bald and tatted up and gigantic. He's 6'2", six 6'3". Six he actually is a lot taller yeah. than... He wow. plays a lot taller well, than I, he actually I love is. that description because, yeah, he looks like a donkey, but when you watch him, he's so smooth no. and he's up and down the field and, and he's everywhere. It's, it's exciting. If you pick a guy... You know, I, I picked João Pedro obviously because I have the Portuguese bias. But if you're going to pick a guy, I think <laughs> Yellow Van Dam is your guy. I, I, he's going to draw what, your eye. I tell you what, having played defense through my illustrious soccer career, me too. Defense, um, there you go. Right on. Uh, I, I can tell you right now that Yellow Van Dam, and one of the reasons why he is actually good on offense is because he can read the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him good at playing defense because he can see things that are going to happen two to three you know passes before it actually happens, and he can do that offensively too, where he can see you know uh, if if I go here, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And I love this guy, absolutely love this guy because you can you see him reading the game, and yep. he re- very rarely makes a mistake. Now he does not have the best 
touch on the ball as far as passes are concerned. I I disagree. I, yeah, I disagree. I but on D- he sends a long ball and puts it long ball. Pit, no, yeah, long long perfect. ball is different. I'm talking about a, a short uh, pass to you know. If he's you're going to make a short, that. He's, he's too, too strong, strong for that. that, and that's what yes. happens. A lot of his times he doesn't Van know Dan. his own strength. Where he's he's going to make a short square pass, and the guy gets blown off the field. But, but he's a defender. You know what I'm saying? As far as long balls are concerned, <laughs> yeah. he's really good at he's, that. But the short passes, you know, out 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 of the defense, he's not. The most finesse of, of touches, but <laughs> he makes he the, the right pass. But he makes the right pass. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I, agree. I absolutely love this guy. Well, the, the big thing about Yellow Van Dam is kind of fun. If you want to like sort of equate it to maybe a baseball analogy, it's like watching a catcher run. Right, whenever he hits, that, <laughs> he hits that ball into Brilliant. the gap, and you're like, Brilliant. "Oh my God, just run! Look just keep. Memes. I just want to watch all of this <laughs> as you run the bases." Brilliant. But Yellow Van Dam, it, it should be a triple, but it's a leg double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like yeah. no, stop, son, or a two-hole single. But that's not. <laughs> But that's not Yellow Van Dam at the same time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's not Yellow Van Dam at the same time. He's also extremely athletic for a guy who's six three, oh, yeah. six two. Um, you know, severely bulky. He's a, one of those bulky guys. He seems top heavy, and quite honestly, he'll run right through people. He has destroyed people. <laughs> and whenever you put him with a guy like Jermaine Jones, who, if you're a U.S. Men's National Team fan, yeah, that's you know, going to be interesting. Yeah, Again, you know let the Jermaine hair Jones. be your guy. There yeah, you dreadlocks. Jermaine there you Jones go. has been in this preseason one of the smartest most athletic players that the LA Galaxy have, and he is going to be the guy who the offense travels through. So if you're going to watch somebody, that might be the guy. Mm-hmm. But whenever you see that Jermaine Jones is standing in front of Yella Van Dam and you expect you know other other teams' offenses to try to go through those two people, <laughs> you expect somebody to be stretched off the field. Yeah, right. they're, not, they're not going to. They're not going to. They're not going to, <laughs> no, yeah. they're they're going to go on the outside. Yeah. There's plenty of places to go around the LA Galaxy, <laughs> right. and you know we can get on that at the season preview. But it, it's it's not going to be through Yellow Van Dam and and Jermaine Jones, two most athletic players that you can Speaking find. Speaking of of the defense, what's going on with Robbie Rogers? Robbie Rogers had surgery in the off season. This is his eighth surgery. Um, oh. Sounds yeah. like Peyton Manning. Yeah, it, it, in some <laughs> ways, it might be that might be true. Uh, Robbie Rogers, obviously famous for being one of the first openly gay athletes right. to play in professional sports, and it was right around the time that who's the NBA player? Uh, Jason Collins. Yeah, Jason Collins. I mean, I who, don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Collins, you know, one. was 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 coming out, and, and there was the that whole big talk about him playing, and then he didn't end up being picked up realistically mm-hmm. by a team. Right. Um, this is not the case with Robbie Rogers. No. Robbie Rogers is a player who deserves to start. Who oh, totally. Had, who was listed as possibly a player who could play on the U.S. men's national team, um, but he has had eight surgeries at this point now. Uh, he can't feel his left foot. There's some nerve damage. <laughs> That's a problem. Ow. The the big wow. sort of run on this is the LA Galaxy were very deep at defender last year. They had a ki- they had a kid named AJ Delagarza. I say kid. He's been around <laughs> oh, since 2009. AJ, oh, AJ is possibly That's one tear. of the the treasures of the LA Galaxy. Um, just an unbelievable sort of company guy who just embodies everything the LA Galaxy have. They actually traded him uh, to the Houston Dynamo, and so they're relying on Robbie Rogers. In my opinion, AJ Delagarza is a far superior defender than. Robbie Rogers, but whenever you're talking about trades, it's not always like who do I want to get mm-hmm. rid of? I don't want this sure. guy, yeah. so let's trade this guy. Well, who else yeah. wants that guy? Yeah, no right. one was knocking yeah. on the door for nobody the other was rocking yeah. on the on the door for Robbie Rogers. So realistically, they sent AJ Delagarza to Houston. They got some money in return. They got to clear some cap space. You can kind of understand what they were thinking, but at the time they did that, they knew that Robbie Rogers was having some complications from this bone spur surgery that he had. He hasn't made it back. In fact, he hasn't hit the training field. There's talks, and and I've heard things that 
perhaps he could even retire over this. And and he said that oh, that wow. was maybe an overreaction um, to the initial prognosis. And the fact is that anytime you have surgery, you lose. He says you lose feeling, and then eventually it comes back. Just this time, it hasn't come back. And until How old it, guy is he? Uh, Twenty. He's not. Oh, he's not old. Eight. Twenty-seven, okay. so something like that. 20s, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's technically in his soccer still got prime. Some soccer yeah. left, yeah. And this is a guy who was a midfielder, and Bruce Arena uh, under the LA Galaxy, uh, whenever he joined, turned him into a defender, which was a smart move. He was a great left back. Uh, he's been playing right back, which is still okay. He's sort of ambidextrous. He's probably more left-footed, but that allows him to cut in. Um, so all of these things happen with Robbie Rogers, and the fact is the LA Galaxy are very, very thin at defense, and right. one of the reasons they're thin is because they got rid of AJ De La Garza, which a lot of Galaxy fans are still upset <laughs> don't, about. Don't go on Twitter and yeah. look for AJ De La Garza. You're going to see a lot of hateful tweets. There, it's, it's not a good place to be. Well, I feel like we've already kind of got there. Let's talk about this season the 2017 campaign how does our galaxy look last season i know hammer said it multiple <laughs> times it was what did he say really sums up last season i mean we, it really does when we started the podcast i i saw these signings i saw what was happening and like we mentioned on paper that we're winning the cup there's just no question that with the talent that we have that we were going to win the cup so they fell flat you know, in my eyes, they were underwhelming. And when you say they were underwhelming and they fell flat and then they still made the playoffs, they still third in the, the third, West. third place in the West. So they really didn't fall flat, but based on what the expectations were, right. they did. Yeah. So my, uh, I was big on saying we need to get younger. Well, you know, be careful what you wish for. They got a lot younger. And so we're <laughs> going to see how that plays off. I know Josh has a lot of. Yeah. A lot more thoughts on that, a lot of more info. Yeah, so so at the end of, uh, we, we go back in order to, to move forward, but at the end of uh, basically 2008, uh, Rude Hulett, who was the coach of the LA Galaxy, gets fired. Bruce Arena gets brought in. Very end of the season, the LA Galaxy missed the playoffs in 2008. Bruce Arena comes in, obviously a storied coach, U.S. Men's National Team, former U.S. Men's National Team coach, comes in, and in 2009, he gets the LA Galaxy to the MLS Cup Final against Real Salt Lake, which they lose in penalty shootouts. I was there at that game. Um, wasn't as bad as my friend who was also there at that game who decided to take a flight through Real Salt Lake, which was the winning team <laughs> oh. on the way back to Los Angeles because oh, wow. the game was played up in Seattle. And he said he called me and he said, I was on a plane full of celebrating Real Salt Lake fans. Oh. I said, that's wow. not any fun. So anyway, uh, so that's sort of the... On the, the positive, there's enough soccer fans to fill an airplane. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I think there were probably seven of them on that plane. Um, but regardless of that fact... It was a Cessna. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a Cessna. <laughs> Probably oh, true. You Probably true. You just couldn't continue. <laughs> ben shitting on, well on, on, on the yeah. Ben, I, I love that though. That was perfectly. That was well situated. Thank you. That's, that's why we keep him on the that's podcast. A, it's absolutely yeah. perfect. Anyway, so as you go, the LA Galaxy obviously flourish under Bruce Arena. Bruce Arena is gone. He has been uh, he has been reinstated as the U.S. Men's National Team coach after Jurgen Klinsmann was fired. Bruce Arena is gone. The LA Galaxy then proceeded to lose most of their team, which includes uh, Robbie Keane, who was one of the star designated players, scored umpteen millions of goals for the LA Galaxy, was probably the reason they won the cup in 2012, 2011, 2012, 2014. Robbie Keane is that guy. I was going to say 2014. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's been to a lot more Russell Crowe kids' birthday parties. You're going into my my Instagram theories on Robbie Keane for a different show. And Robbie Keane hasn't even landed 
anywhere. I mean, ultimately, he I think he still wanted to be a designated player, wanted to be a high paid player. Ultimately, with what he was showed in 2016, there was no way the LA Galaxy could offer him a designated player. He hasn't landed anywhere. So that's where he's at. They lose Landon Donovan, who came back after retiring and came in for, you know, I think eight games or whatever it was. Um, they lose Landon Donovan. They lose Steven Gerrard, who ultimately never fit in with the LA Galaxy, no. but is a world name in soccer regardless. And so he's gone. You lose a guy named Mike McGee, who was one of the veteran presence on the LA Galaxy. You lose a guy, Leonardo, who people will love to tell you was the worst defender ever for the LA Galaxy, but still helped them win an MLS Cup on occasion, and was named Defender of the Year in 2016 before he was <laughs> traded to the Houston Dynamo, and then you lose AJ De La Garza as well. You lose a guy named Jeff Lorenowitz, who was another veteran player oh, wow. and a stalwart and played so many minutes in the midfield. Right. Those are all the people that the LA Galaxy lost. You're talking about oh. veteran presence throughout, yes. and the LA Galaxy was one of the oldest teams in 2016 as well. That probably didn't help them. So what AEG, who owns the LA Galaxy, decided to do was sort of scrap those guys. And granted, most of those guys were free agents. Alan Gordon also was a free agent, ended up signing with Colorado. So he's gone as well. All these LA Galaxy names you associate with the club are gone. Um, the only guys who really stick around... Uh, Giovanni Dos Santos, Jossie Zardes. There's some core players, Sebastian Legette as well. So there's there's this sort of... And they're all still relatively new to the club. It's not like they've been there right. for two yeah, years. Yeah, Zardes is a homegrown Zardes player. has been with the club. Yes. Has been with the club. But for the most part, you look at the starting lineup across the way, and there's not a lot of names that realistically have been with the LA Galaxy from a long part. AJ De La Garza was the last player to be sort of that guy from 2009 on. So the LA Galaxy have a ton of new names. The starting lineup if they're all healthy, is really exciting. Mm -hmm. You got guys like Giossi's artist, Giovanni Dos Santos, uh, Romano Sandrini, who they just signed from Marseille. Um, you have guys like Jermaine Jones, who's a U.S. men's national team player who played only nine games because he was injured last year for the Colorado Rapids, but the Colorado Rapids beat the LA Galaxy. So Jermaine Jones is a huge addition. Uh, you got Joao Pedro, who is the Portuguese guy who's 23 years old and is so exciting to watch. Eric's new man crush. Oh, That's yeah. right. Pretty Absolutely. Much. He should be. <laughs> and he, by the he way, he follows me on Instagram. That was a big oh, 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 there it was. Oh, yeah. Eric, wow. and you survived? I, I almost passed out. I was going to say. <laughs> the way that uh, Joao Pedro, if you want to sort of, he's already been endearing the fans, but if you really want to sort of dive in on Joao Pedro, uh, the way he taught himself English was watching <laughs> The Theory of the Big Bang, which is the Big Bang thing. Oh, okay. one of my favorite shows. <laughs> exactly. I'm in. That's I'm in. So, so that's I'm a Joao Pedro wow. story. Um, you got guys like Yellow Van Dam. You got Ashley Cole, who has been one of the best left backs in yeah. the world. Right. I mean, yeah. ultimately the world throughout this time and was excellent in 2016. He's injured right now, but he's there. Uh, you have a guy, Daniel Steris, who people love to <laughs> hate, but still does a relatively good job <laughs> at center back. And you have Brian Rowan goal, who's one of the top five goalkeepers in Major League Soccer last night, but another guy who people love to hate. So this is a team that is relatively unknown. I've told you all those names. Most of you are scratching your head saying, I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> and then in order to back those up, what AEG said was, you know, we had $9 million sitting on the sideline with Steven Gerrard and Robbie Keane in the playoffs, and both those guys weren't injured. So, so AEG says, we're going to spend smartly. And by the way, we've been spending all this money on the Academy and on LA Galaxy 2 down in the USL. And you keep telling us that these guys are some of the best guys in the league. Why aren't they playing? And so now they've gone younger with that backup. How much do you think of the AEG's moves now to go younger and, and not sign the huge contract is because they want to see where the dominoes fall as far as who signs for LAFC. 
I think if they're waiting for LF, LAFC to do something, that they're reacting, and that would be very un-AEG-like. Um, so I think that ultimately this is a uh, Phil Anschutz, uh, Uncle Phil, as LA Galaxy fans call him. Uh, <laughs> can Uncle we call Phil, him that too? Yeah, 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 you can call him uh, however Sweet. you want to. Uncle Phil, uh, who doesn't give interviews, although I've requested. I, I, I don't think that one's ever coming through. Um, We're having him on the podcast next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, of course you are. Future He's, guest, Uncle Phil. <laughs> yeah, my uncle. I, I want to <laughs> I'm in the will. But um, I think that Phil was upset with how the LA Galaxy spent money last year. And so I think this is a reaction to that. Now, I would say that I think that's a poor reaction the year before LAFC comes in, because realistically, you want to have your best foot forward. You need to have, right. a, quite honestly, Strong you need year. to win an MLS Cup in 2017, so that way you have that to hold above LAFC as they come in in 2018. And I think that's a, that's sort of a bad thing to do, but I think that's how they're going. And they say they're not in cost-cutting mode. I don't believe them. So I have a question. We, we saw with the Rams that everyone was excited Yes. When they come back to Los Angeles, and, and Darren said twelve and four. Yeah. This is this is how it's going to be. This is yeah. rainbows and awesome. by, by mid season they had up. empty seats. So the question that there I have for no you guys seats. is that <laughs> <laughs> the question I have for you guys is these young guys are sort of an unknown uh, entity. Yes. And so is there is there a possibility that by mid season you guys are so far enough down in the standings that maybe you guys start to see you know half empty stadiums? No. That, that's impossible because in Major League Soccer, it matters not how you start. It only matters how you finish. Okay. The Seattle Sounders were in last place oh, at the yeah. midpoint last year. Season. That was crazy. All right. People had written them off. I actually got emails that said, because I said that the Seattle Sounders were still in this. And they're like, you're ridiculous. All right. The Seattle Sounders are like so far out of this. It's never. I'm like, you're an idiot. This is what's <laughs> going to happen is it's Major League Soccer. Things tend to migrate back towards the mean. The, L, the, the Seattle Sounders were so bad. They couldn't possibly keep that up. Right. And what they did do, they changed their coach. Which yep. didn't really matter, by the way. But they got a guy named Nicholas Ladero, yeah. which totally that, mattered. That was the game changer. And that was the game changer. And they went on a run, and all you have to do is make the playoffs in order to win an MLS. So can you make the playoffs next season? That's, you, yeah. The, I, I, the, somebody asked me, best case scenario, worst case scenario. What's yeah. the what's the worst case scenario for the LA Galaxy? Worst case scenario is missing the playoffs. Okay, missing the playoffs. And what's the best case scenario? Well, it's obviously winning an MLS Cup, which I don't think is going to happen. I think this team is, like you mentioned, the starting lineup has the capability. I, I can boldly predict like a conference final. Right. I could see a, if they're starting lineup, if they're healthy, there's everyone's there's, favorite they, line. Yes, yes. <laughs> if they're healthy. <laughs> which they're not, by yeah, the way. Which they're not already to start the season. Uh, they can make the conference final. But to 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 your point, mid-season, if, if these young players are not stepping up and fans are not showing up, they can make a, mid, a mid-season acquisition like Seattle did. We're bringing in a player. So if they start to flounder, it would not surprise me if the Galaxy brought in a player from the outside to give them that shot in the arm that they need. So I think it's all going to depend on how they start the season. I don't expect them to start strong given the injuries and the amount of youth that they have. So that's my opinion on where they're going to go. So what, how they address that in the middle of the season, we'll see. But I could definitely see them bringing someone in. So let's go with a bold prediction right now. Who are the LA Galaxy going to bring in? <laughs> You're on the Eric oh, this is this bold is good. prediction. Wow. This is good. I have a couple. Ronaldo. I was well. I mean, well, that's probably that's, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> it's definitely not going to happen. It happens every night. <laughs> Michael Landon. <laughs> Michael Landon. But this is a bold Michael prediction. A bold this prediction. is not. This is not. Uh, uh, I, I think this is going to happen, or I hope this is going to happen. There, there's targets. This is, yeah, there's, this is more of of uh, the home run. 
you know, the grand the slam. Run. So yeah. Oh, that's really tough. I re and, and in my mind, when they wanted to go after Zlatan last year, I thought that would have been a home run because you see what he's done with uh, Manchester United and the oh, goals, yeah. goals yeah. he scored still, and he's still in great shape. Right. So to me, if I'm going to be bold and unrealistic, uh, I'm so, I want yeah. bold. I, I'd go for Zlatan. All right, there we go. That's what I want. That's what I want to hear. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is one of the most dynamic players, and he's really is. and he's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, and he's absolutely nuts because Speaks he talks. In third person. Yeah, he talks <laughs> in the third person. Zlatan <laughs> likes this. You know, they oh. said they. I think Man, the recent. You I like that, that guy. <laughs> you, love him. you would you love should him. do that. Yeah. He's ridiculous. I think that could be a realistic option this summer. And ultimately, he signed through 2018 with Manchester United. That doesn't mean anything. It's just money. Right. It's just yeah, money. it's just money. It's just money. Right. Um, I, I still think he could make a splash in in Major League Soccer. The the target that all of LA Galaxy fans obviously know is Jonathan Dos Santos. Yeah, that's Giovanni Dos Santos plays for the right. LA Galaxy already. His brother, Jonathan Dos Santos, who's also a Mexican national team player, could possibly be coming. They already tried to get him this preseason. It didn't happen. I don't know. Now, if you talk to LA Galaxy president Chris Klein, he's going to tell you that they're after need. And so what they're going to need in the middle of the season could be different than what they needed at the preseason. And they bolstered that midfield. The midfield is probably the strongest part of the LA Galaxy because the defense is paper thin and the offense is full of injuries right now. Um, so both of those are actually full of injuries and, and on both sides. But the midfield is probably the best place. So bringing in Jonathan Dos Santos, for me, doesn't make any sense unless Jermaine Jones gets hurt and you can't bring him in. So if you're going to bring somebody in who's going to be? I think Zlatan is absolutely at the top of the list. It could be a striker option, especially whenever you realize that Giovanni dos Santos and Jossie's artists are those guys. Giovanni dos Santos right. has right. this history of disappearing in <laughs> games, and if he does that for the LA Galaxy, I think he had 15 goals and 11 assists last year. Um, if he needs to have that or better for the LA Galaxy this year, because if you look at the roster. I can't tell you who's going to score yet. I don't know where the goals are coming from. Yeah, exactly. I, I can tell you that they're going to give up some goals because their defense isn't set right now. But I can also tell you that I have no idea who's scoring goals because Giovanni Dos Santos can disappear. Giossi Zardes is hurt, although he returned to training today on Monday as we're recording. Um, and he had a little bit of a down year compared to where he was. I don't know that I'd call it a down year, but... Wait, he wasn't, to, he wasn't playing how, in that position, right? Yeah. Because they had he him wasn't, out He wasn't wide. the goal scorer that he was. Yeah, they so were going to play him up top, and that's ultimately... Be, and, and Sebastian Legette is another player who, if you like young guys who... Um, actually, uh, Ramon Alessandrini and Sebastian Legette <laughs> look like they're twins. They wear the same number, 17 and 7, and if you don't, they run the same way. Oh, wow. That's pretty funny. We were in the press box, and we finally got, this was so the don't, don't pick that person yeah. to watch. I was going to see this all over the place. Yeah, I was going to say, let the hair be your guide. If facial hair is your thing, That's, then those these guys, are your guys. Yeah. Those guys have it locked down. Um, the I'm only way we've side. been able to tell the difference is that uh, Ramon Alessandrini has a little more European flair with his backpack. When he's wearing his backpack, it's all like sparkly gold. It's a satchel. Um, it's, it's, it's something, there's something there's special. Nicest guy in the world, by the way. <laughs> hey, sparkly backpacks definitely make people want to watch. Yeah. Um, but those I'd two watch. guys are uh, Sebastian Legette and Roman Alessandrini look like the exact same player. They actually take up some of the same space and they switch with each other at the same time, too. So you're talking about fluid movement between the guys, and, and they're so much fun to watch. So that's something you could watch as well. Um, but this LA Galaxy team has no depth, and anybody who tells you that they do have depth doesn't know what they're talking about. And and like there's Dodgers rotation. <laughs> Way to bring it back. You brought the hate couch. Good for you. There's the hate couch. <laughs> Absolutely, it. probably true. Probably <laughs> true. By the way, 
Um, they have a bunch, and we talked about the USL team, the LA Galaxy 2. What they, they've decided to do is use those kids. And so they signed a, a defender today, Bradley Diallo, who is another French guy, by the way, um, who has been playing with LA Galaxy 2 and has um, now been signed by the by the senior team, basically the senior roster. One. So that's what's going to happen. And there's 30 roster spots in an MLS roster. That's two more than there were last year, by the way, just wow. in case you want to know. Okay. And, the home, and so there's different designations for whether or not their salary hits the cap, that three point eight four eight four five million dollars. They always excited, so precise. Exciting yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, and, and so there's all these different designations and those two players that they added are homegrown players. Homegrown players are exempt from the salary cap. So you have guys who come through your academy, you can sign them and you can pay them up to almost I think hundred and fifty or two hundred thousand dollars a year and it doesn't hit the salary cap. So that's where that expansion has come. So Eric, you still have a chance. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say when the, when they release their salaries that, that I think there's a certain point of the season where they release like they will, their, the, the, the players union will and, do it. and you see how much these players are making and you actually feel good about your own job. Everyone. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> you know and Eric I mean? is a teacher. Yeah. Well, the, the league yeah. minimum. <laughs> yeah, the league minimum right now on the senior roster, which is one through twenty <laughs> spots, one through twenty. I never decided like, it, could you just put a designated player not on? It, it's it's all crazy stuff. But anyway, if one through twenty, the league minimum is sixty five thousand. Okay, so question: wow. Would you give up wow. podcasting? To, t- to sit on the bench oh, for $65,000. That's a question. question. No, not even close. Because <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't hear yourself talk. That's right. <laughs> no, no. Hammer, did you give up teaching to be a well, professional my, soccer player my at windows, the league minimum? My window's very small. Hell yeah. And then I'll be like... <laughs> Reti- retired at 35 and go back into the classroom. See, that's the, that's the problem. Is very that smart, never, very whenever smart. I started covering the team, I was a younger younger man. All right, and so it was like, oh, some of these guys are older than me. I've been doing it for a long time now. They're all pretty much younger than me, and the guys who are 35, which is what I am, in 36, they're, everybody's like, oh, their career's over. There's nothing. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like talking to these guys. I'm like, your career's over, and I'm the same age as you. Yeah. That's yeah. that makes me feel really good. <laughs> Coming yeah. from my age, you're still young. <laughs> And I, I do have a question uh, about one of the roster spots. What, what's going on with Miguel Aguilar? Do, I know he was, you know, a trialist. A yeah, trialist. yeah, yeah. trialist. So the LA Galaxy. So if you want to get into trades and all the fun stuff that happens, the LA Galaxy tr- uh, were able to trade with DC United uh, for the rights to sign Miguel Aguilar. <laughs> now he is an international player, and he is in the U.S. illegally. This is where this this it is one of these. Awesome. Inter- Trump yeah, better not find out. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it, it's one of the reasons uh, the Washington Post wrote a story on it and the LA Times wrote a story on it and so it's a it's a big deal and people are sort of following his progression because he's in under I think uh, uh, the DACA visa uh, which allows him to stay in the country um, because he was brought in illegally but he's one of the only professional soccer players that does it so it's really oh, wow. interesting time That's to sort it. of look at that right, now right, right. I'll tell you right now there's a lot of talk about this and there was a lot of build up he's not pro- he's not going to make the senior team roster okay. all right that's basically what's going to happen um, but what probably will happen is, and he's excited about this opportunity, is that he's probably going to be signed by LA Galaxy 2, or at least there's a 50-50 chance that that happens. And if he gets signed by that USL team, what he sees it as is, is an opportunity to to be able to yeah, so work his way in. And there is a path, because we've seen players like Jack McBean, who was the youngest ever homegrown oh, yeah, player signed yeah, by the LA yeah, Galaxy, 16 years old, played at Corona Del Mar High School, my rival oh. high school. Um, <laughs> we so, hate them. Yeah, no, no, he's he's, he's good. <laughs> I like Jack. Jack's a, Jack's a good kid. But he was no, the high school. Yeah, the high school, for sure. They're they're horrible. <laughs> right, right. Um, the Sea Kings. What is that? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Sea Kings. Well, who I mean, does that? I mean, clearly the mermaid. sailors of Newport Harbor High School are way better than that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 
yeah. Yeah, Sailor, obviously. Good the man. Sailors. Yeah. Yeah. This is the whitest of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a middle school that was the Seabees. All right. <laughs> We'll say that for Ensign our school CBs. mascot podcast. Right. Um, but anyway, no, you, yeah. you look at guys like Jack McBean, who's now, I think, 22 years old and is ready to make sort of his splash on the senior team. You look at guys like Jose Villarreal, who was clearly not did not have a he's good Josh's year. Josh's favorite player from uh. listening to his podcast. <laughs> he's my litmus test. If I know you're not playing, if you mention him, I know you haven't been watching LA Galaxy. Well, Chloe, Chloe is my litmus test. <laughs> In case you, you haven't been listening to our podcast, <laughs> have you seen her revenge body thing? She's fantastic. Oh, no. yeah. oh, 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 my God. Did you read our text thread? What happened? That just happened. Josh. Everybody expected that to be horrible. I'll tell you right now. It's fantastic. Of course it is, because it's Chloe. She's the smartest one. Oh, my God. Standing up, baby. Standing up, baby. Ben is going to buy I was going to say, the good news is, Ben is now officially a Galaxy. <laughs> there we go. That's how, that's how it, it had Work, to happen that way. Where's like that, that scarf? Where's that scarf? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me get this back on track. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, how, actually, how dare you? Yeah. So let's say for a listener, their girlfriend or boyfriend is a huge LA Galaxy fan and... You don't want to sound like an idiot. What do you need to know? What's the nuts and bolts? What's the important points? I think it's not what you need to know. It's what you need to do. Ooh. I think if you don't want to sound like an idiot when it comes to the LA Galaxy, step one, you need to follow at Galaxy Podcast on Twitter. Uh, oh, I, I agree Also, pick a few players to follow as well. Like I mentioned, let the hair be your guide. That's my line. You mm -hmm. know, pick a few players to follow and maybe what follow. What players would you follow? I would follow Giassi Zardes is a good follow. Yella Van Dam is a okay. good follow. On Snapchat. Yeah. Follow Yella Van Dam on Snapchat. <laughs> he really is good. Yeah. He, yeah. Is, he is yeah. one of those guys who just, he's always having fun. Yeah, he's always listening he's to music. He's always pulling pranks on people. Yella Van Dam on Snapchat. Step one. Download Snapchat. Yeah. And then follow. <laughs> so I think when you're when you're on social media and you're following these people who are in with the team, you're gonna get that knowledge kind of you know background. So you're you're gonna know what's going on with the club. So I think that's important. And as far as once you you get there, it's kind of knowing the terms. Okay. And I think one of the biggest ones is offside. It's time. Ooh, offside. Offside. <laughs> offside. Or draw. Yeah. Offside. Offside. I apologize. Yes. Never an ass. That's correct. It the offside. <laughs> yes. <Right>. Just like <laughs> the MLS. Yes. Offside. Offside. It, and what? Offside what give us that. No, no, you can't. That's no? impossible. No, you no. need salt and, and it changes all the time. And, and you need some. It's, we it's need a whole show for that. We really do because it changes all the time. It, it's, really? it's It's yeah. Try hockey. Hockey has a blue line. That's what determines offside. Now imagine that that blue line moves with the <laughs> oh. second to last defender. Oh, all right, you lost me. I know because the problem ben, is. Are you still with us now? Yes. Ni now, ninety-nine <laughs> percent of the time, that second Slowly. to last defender <laughs> is not going to be the goalie, right? It's the goalie, and then there's the guy in front of the goalie. So whoever that is, that's the line that gets drawn across the field. To, to me, that's oh. the last guy. No, and it's not exactly. because <laughs> it's not always. That it's guy. not always that guy. Every once in a while, and I don't even know how the linesmen keep it straight whenever they're doing it. Is the goalie will actually move in front of somebody who is the last defender. So therefore, if you're in front of the goalie, you're not offside. You're actually onside. Ah. That we don't need to get into that because yeah. that starts to lose it. Yeah, don't but ask. That, that line basically, the blue line moves pegged to the back of that second to last defender, wow. and basically you can't be behind him when the ball is played. So whenever the ball is kicked 
in your general direction, as soon as it touches the foot, you have to be basically equal with that player. That is offside. All right. I feel like if you learn offside, <laughs> you you're that? getting laid. Yeah. And, and if you're not, then it's not worth it. Ask your girlfriend <laughs> to explain it to you <laughs> if you're taking it. To and her. And if here's where big. I was going with the offside rule. Basically, just know that it exists. Because okay. yeah. the, right. the game is going to stop, and you're going to say, well, what's going on here? It's offside. It's going to uh, restart. Oh, just yeah. get gotcha. over it. We're Look for the on. linesman yes. to wave his flag <laughs> vertically. That's it. He waves it vertically. You know that something's going on. That That's basically offside. How do they keep track of that in AYSO? You know, a lot. Of, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah, because it's always dads doing it. And dads it don't know dads, the rules, and 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 they they struggle with it. A lot of the younger age groups don't have offside just for that reason, because gotcha. it is such a difficult rule to sort of master. I was waiting for the everybody gets a trophy joke coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's why not tell gonna, it when you're going to go ahead and uh, preemptively strike right there? I know you better than you know yourself. Well, how, how do they keep track of it when the, this year there's a 20 yard line, a 30 yard line, a 40 yard line? Yeah, oh, <laughs> the Chargers. That actually should make it easier to it, keep It, it is right. one of the sort of ires of LA Galaxy fans is the fact that the Chargers are coming to StubHub <laughs> Center. It it's is the ire of Rams fans, too. Yeah, oh. I'm sure. It, it is, Get out of here. It, it, I think it was poorly conceived by AEG, who decided that this was a reasonable idea. Now, the good part, if you're an LA Galaxy fan, is you're probably going to get some money. Because of sure. the fact that the Chargers are there and they're they're going to do some things, which means that Stuff Up Center should get upgraded again as it goes forward. Um, they just spent fifteen million dollars on you know a giant uh, uh, scoreboard and then some other locker room and field amenities. So that stuff is, but there's more money coming. So if you know from that perspective, but the ire of every soccer fan or American soccer fan is to see American football lines on their soccer field. Yeah, regardless of what LA Galaxy president Chris Klein says. <laughs> I don't know how you get away it's from impossible. that in yeah. September. Oh, yeah. right. At the Coliseum, right. you saw USC's lines oh, yeah. underneath the Rams. Like, sure. So yeah. there, there's no way to get around it, and that's something that, you know. As a Raiders fan, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good look. It's not, it's not a good a baseball look. field it, under it, their It gives lines. you that, that baby brother complex. Like, we're, we're not... We're not the big sibling. The NFL is the big brother, and you, the little brother's just annoyed that the older brother gets yeah. all the glory. That that's being what it's said... Be. I'm excited to actually see a Chargers game at StubHub Center, and I'll tell you why. Because there won't be a bad seat in the house. There won't be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Going Absolutely. to an L.A. Rams game, yeah. and that, what is it, 100? How, how many people so does it hold? You're, yeah. not, you're not a fan of Rams. 250 million, just somewhere around there? Yeah. You're close. Yeah. The entire population of India. There you go, 100,000. I was a little bit off. But, but, I mean, honestly, at the StubHub Center, there's not going to be a bad seat. Yeah. I agree with and that. And they're probably going to max that, out. I don't want them to see them there. Yeah, they're probably going to max out about 30,000. StubHub Center technically technically holds. Holds twenty five thousand six hundred sixty two. Wow. You can see an NFL game. Yeah, in a stadium they're going to put some additional seats in, and we sort of know where that's going to happen on the north side and, and on sort of the corners, and they're going to do that. There was a, an AC Milan game, I think, yeah, that drew that. thirty two thousand. So I think that's probably your upper right. limit is right around thirty thirty two thousand for <laughs> for there. that it particular Chargers game. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Yeah, enjoyed it. Tom Cruise uh, was there. Good time. Good stuff. <laughs> so to go back, do you have any? If like so, what you need what to do. What you need to know. What you, who do you need to follow? What do you need to you, do? You need to understand the LA Galaxy are the most winningest team in Major League Soccer history with five MLS Cups. So yeah. there's history there. Love it. All right. Um, so coming in on a winner. That, that you I'm are, an LA sports fan, so that I like. That's And, and so that could keep you away from the beach because Perfect. we always say that one of the bigger, <laughs> yes. biggest draws is that it's really nice out and I could go yes, to the beach. Definitely. Um, but the other thing you have to understand is that this LA Galaxy team is completely different from probably any of the 21 previous LA Galaxy teams that is coming in. It's a completely different philosophy and that the LA Galaxy are gambling 
knowing that they could possibly not be that championship team. So you're getting it on the ground floor. With it, this in team. a lot of ways, this is a, <laughs> yeah. That's that's an interesting way to look at it. it you're going with the cha- the most winningest team, yeah. and you're getting it on the ground floor. Right. It's the be- right. best of and both worlds. You know worlds. what? The Lakers are going young. The, the, Rams, <laughs> the Rams got the youngest young. head coach. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Young is that's in. What we do? Luke Walton. Yeah. 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 Young is in, ex- exactly. despite the fact that Young is completely inconsistent. And you never know what you're going to get for him. <laughs> but you have Young with the LA yeah. Galaxy yeah. right now. I'd like to hit that with a yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah, the patented yeah i love still. it that was that was a solid that was a solid hour plus of uh soccer talk ben did you learn anything good i learned that the uh galaxy fans travel in cessnas it's oh, <laughs> <laughs> a solid point darren did you learn um, anything good yeah Follow the guy with the hair because if all of us were on a soccer field, I'd follow me. <laughs> the spikes, the spikes. You do have the best. You, you hair. were voted best you hair. Yeah, That's I, right. I follow you. you on the podcast. First. <laughs> I look at your tweets before I look at anything. <laughs> I learned that soccer fans, uh, especially soccer experts here, yeah. Um, are aware of the fact that everyone tunes out really quick, so they talk super fast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because if you listen to Eric at the end of the show, he talks so fast all the time because he's worried we're going to cut him off. And Josh has that same thing. Where yes. He's, he's trying to get, get as going. much information because yeah. he's got so much to say. Please love me. Yeah. <laughs> love soccer. It's fun. I like it. Oh, I love it. Josh, thank you so much for Seriously. joining us. Yeah. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate so good. it. It was you a lot of fun. Are, you, it's an open invitation, as far as I'm concerned. Give us some, uh, give us some plugs. So, where where can listeners find you? Uh, the easy places to start at Galaxy Podcast on Twitter at Jay Guessman on Twitter as well. If you want my individual thoughts, which I would suggest following at Galaxy Podcast, probably smarter, <laughs> smarter way to go there. Um, but of course, uh, cornerofthegalaxy.com is where we have all of our podcasts, all of our news, all of our volunteer writers write stuff there. So that's the uh, the best place to do it. SoundCloud, iTunes, I mean, Stitcher, any of the places you can find it, type in Corner of the Galaxy. That's where you can find us. Awesome. Nice. Well, uh, I mean, you are, as, as far as we're concerned, a celebrity that came to visit us. So uh, we do have this microphone that we would like to get you to autograph. I'll be happy to do it. As, as uh, some of our memorabilia for the studio, for the guys in short studio. Yes, absolutely. Look at that. Signing right, so, it. But Jay. Yeah. I, we, yeah. Make sure you spell it right. Josh Guessman. Yes. Are there two S's? I can never remember. There's not, by the way. Definitely check out Josh and all his stuff he's got going on. And if you want to check us out, you can find us on Twitter at Guys and Shorts LA, also on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. Find us on Facebook. Check out the website, guysinshorts.com. And while you're there, visit the store. Get your Guys in Shorts merchandise, shirts, sweatshirts. No shorts. Everything no but shorts. No shorts. <laughs> we got to get shorts up Anything there. Anything but shorts. We got uh, the uh, voicemail if you'd like to leave one of those for us, 562-450-3356. And as always, please spread the word about the show. Share subscribe on iTunes, review the show, all of that really helps us out and uh, helps helps grow the show and, and get the word out there. So that is it. Well, and from the hate couch, I have to say Josh is a great, great guy. Yeah. Yes. And uh, 
some of the best times that we've had this evening or this afternoon, evening, whatever the hell you want to call it, <laughs> was during the break. But, <laughs> you know, I got to yeah. say, thank you the, so much. The Khloe Kardashian I know, show might have come out I know I talk a lot of shit, but it's, a lot, it's been a lot of fun. So thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Woo! Well, we did it. Ringing endorsement we when you can it. win over D1 over there. Awesome. All right. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer, and Josh Guessman. I am Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.